What's going on, YouTube? It's like, nah, it's like, nah. What's going on, y'all? We back off the cliff show, episode two. Before y'all do anything, while y'all listening to this show, go. we are on YouTube, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, also Google Podcasts as well. Also going to be on all the social media platforms. But what I need y'all to do right now, if you're on YouTube and you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. It's completely free. Do it for me. Show us your support. Uh, also, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and also Spotify Podcasts, make sure you back out of the audio right now. I don't even know if you got to back out. You might not have to, but if you don't have to back out, but if you do got to back out, do whatever. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Also, rate it on the five-star join at the bottom. Please make sure y'all do that for me. That's also going to help me support. Um, well, that's also going to help you support me. So I would you know, greatly appreciate it if y'all do that. Whoever's listening, make sure y'all do that. Go rate it. If you can leave a comment, whatever. Yeah, but anyway, we back. Episode 2, Off the Cliff Show. We will be breaking down the Sixers versus the Denver Nuggets last night. Um, if you didn't know, I went to the game last night. My bro hit me up, said that these tickets is only $100. We sat club box, and the Sixers got like a – it's like a dope – they renovated the whole club box now. So it's like LED lights on the bars. It's like way more open space. There's digital pads everywhere for you to order stuff. Um, you can order food from your seat. They bring it to you, so you order it on your phone. Um, and they bring it to your seat, which is dope. Um, they haven't done that before. We all know Wells Fargo has been pretty. It's like it's like an older stadium. That's why the Sixers are trying to renovate and get a. Well, they're trying to build their own stadium downtown. Um, don't know how that's going to turn out with like traffic in Philly and stuff in downtown. But um, but yeah, it was it was a really dope experience. Like I said, club box, and you also when you purchase a ticket, you get a twenty to thirty thirty dollar uh, food voucher, so you can get whatever is in the arena. You can, is it anything in the arena? I don't know if it's anything in an arena, but you can get you can get a, a good amount of stuff uh, with your ticket, um, and it's, it's it's free basically because it comes with a food credit. Uh, you also get the premium entrance, but just went in through the regular doors. It didn't matter to me, but um, yeah, real dope experience last night. Got chicken peach fries. You already know everything is expensive in there. It's just like, bro, the tenders and the fries was like. How would it? It came with like thirty dollars, bro. And then that's not even that's without a bev. No bev, just dry. I just got to eat the fries, cheese, and the, the tenders. Not, nothing. Or unless I want to pay seventeen more dollars for a drink. But um, I ended up. I did end up getting getting a little uh, a beer. I got a blue moon. Blue moon with the orange. Elite. You see, very elite. So, yeah, man. Got uh, ended up getting that. But it was a dope experience overall. Um, the the stadium looks newer. I don't know what else they did besides renovating the club box. But, like, the entire stadium just looks newer. I don't know what they did um, exactly, but it looks brighter. I forgot they we, they, they completely got a whole new Jumbotron. Um, I haven't been to a Sixers game. I don't know the last Sixers game I went to. It was last It was last season sometime, though. But, um, but yeah, like I said, dope experience. But, anyway, what we're really here for is because Joel Embiid is the best basketball player on the planet. I'm not arguing with nobody no more. It's not a debate. I'm not talking about it. He's the best basketball player on the planet. The only way he doesn't win MVP, his uh, the only way he doesn't win his second back-to-back MVP this season is if he misses the game's played threshold, which he probably will because I think he can only miss now nine more games, eight or nine more games, and he can't qualify for MVP All-NBA. But other than that, he's the best basketball player on the – he is the best basketball player on the fucking planet, and you can't tell me otherwise. There's nothing you can do. 
last night. He's going up against, which I think we all can agree, Jokic is probably, he probably was last season and I guess coming into this season, the best basketball player in the NBA um, after winning a ring, getting the Nuggets their championship. He busts his ass, all right? He was frying Jokic last night. And then they was trying to switch up Aaron Gordon onto him um, just to, like, fluster him a little bit. And as we all know, Aaron Gordon is one of the NBA's premier defenders uh, since joining the Nuggets. It didn't matter, bro. It would me, me and my bro was in the seats, and like he would get it on that little high pose elbow area. And once he would jab, my bro would be like, "Oh, this is a bucket." His midi is cash this season. Uh, it was is really reminiscent of the twenty the the Hawks the Hawks season where we all know we lost in the playoffs. It was really reminiscent of that where he's really not missing um, his his midi this season. He's he's reading the double teams really well. He's passing it and actually trusting his teammates, and it helps when Tyrese Maxey is a forty five percent three point shooter. Is he forty five percent now? He might be. But last night, Joel Embiid stats: 41 points, seven rebounds, ten assists. Compared to Jokic, I think Jokic had twenty. Let me check real quick. Sorry, my dog is like right here in my face. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Nicola, bro, nothing's coming up, guys. The NBA app sucks. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. All right, boom. So, uh, Joel Embiid, 41, 7, and 10. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, 25, 5, and 9. Nikola Jokic had 25, 19, and 3. Now, the, the 19 rebounds is really impressive because they were kind of beating us up on the boards, and it was kind of a um, – it was, it was very noticeable. The Nuggets were really in that game because of the second-chance points, and Jokic was kind of banging with Embiid on the boards. And I was I was getting a little frustrated even at the game because it would look like Embiid was just letting him get the – he like, he would just let him get the rebounds. He would just let him out-muscle him and out and uh, box him out. Um, I didn't like, like that even, even with – well – I didn't like it because Embiid has been really well on on the boards this season. But uh, again, he was roaming a lot because uh, most of the time he was not guarding Jokic. Like they weren't, they weren't. Most of the time they wasn't guarding each other. Uh, so they would put like Tobias would switch on the Jokic. They would have Batum on the Jokic, and that's just so Joel can roam because if you take Joel out the paint and then you have Joel defending Jokic now out on the perimeter, Jokic is going to be able to do whatever he wants as far in, as far as getting his teammates set up because that's what. We know he wants to do. That's what he he likes to do. He could care less about the scoring. He wants to make sure he gets his teammates involved. And he would have been able to do that with Joel Embiid out of the paint and not protecting the rim. So, uh, like I said, the the rebounding the rebounds was was an issue last night. Um, just because, like like we said, Joel was uh was roaming. But other than that, it was a really it was a really good game. So I'm not even gonna lie. So I'm I'm past the Jokic hate ever since Joel got his MVP, because that's all I wanted, because when Jokic won his back-to-back, I felt like Joel should have at least got it one of those two seasons. Uh, but since Joel got it last season, I'm really past the Jokic hate. Like, I appreciate what he does. There was a point in the game where Jokic hit, I think, like sh- three straight turnaround fadeaways. One was over Batum, one was over Tobias. I think he hit, like, a floater over Embiid. And I looked at my bro, I said, Dave, bro, if, if he wanted to... I would if I was him, I would shoot every single time because bro, he doesn't miss. And it was they were these were difficult shots. It's like the Jokic turnaround, one hand, flick of the wrist, 
and it's bread, bro. It's not it's not hitting no type of rim. It's just going straight through, and it's like, bro, he doesn't miss. And that was annoying last night because I think uh, I think the Sixers shot sixty three percent from the field, and the Nuggets shot. Let me see. Let me see. Field goals. Field goals. Field goals. Sixers shot fifty six percent from the field, and the Nuggets shot fifty. But this is that that was towards the end of the game. They both teams started missing, but majority of the game both were shooting at a sixty percent clip. And I'm like, damn, bro. And it was mostly like they just weren't missing. Um, key takeaways from the game last night. Uh, first of all, we all know I am a Tobias Harris hater. I am the number one in line for the fan club. When you, I got a, I got a premium subscription to the fan club. If there was a Tobias hate website. I'm buying the premium subscription and I'm making sure I get everything delivered to my I need everything. I need the the that that the hate hat, the hate box. I need I need I need the socks. I need it all. But last night in these past couple of games, I can't deny it. Tobias has been huge for the Sixers. I think the last game, last game he had 37 points. Who we played last? Oh, we played the Rock. He played he had 37 versus the Rock. Was that versus the Rockets? Hold on, I got to check. I got to check that too. Cuz you know when when Tobias had these games, I'd be like, no, he had it versus the Kings. I remember those versus the Kings. He had 10 versus the Kings because Joel came back last game. He had 10. But um, last night, he was huge, man. He came up in the fourth quarter. There was a lot of – there was a time where the Sixers went on their little lull. Uh, Joel started playing one-on-one basketball, trying to get his own shot. Uh, Maxie was off. Um, we couldn't really get anything going. It kind of stalled towards the end of the third. And then that fourth quarter, Tobias was huge. I think he came down um, – Found a one-on-one, found his mismatch. He was hitting the turnaround jumper really efficiently all, all night. I think he was 8 for 10 from the field last night. But um, but he came up huge. He came – the when the Nuggets went on their run, and I think they went up about five or six going into the fourth quarter, um, I didn't know who was going to be able – because at that point, Joel usually goes out. I'm like, all right, well, I know Maxi is still probably tired because he's playing so many minutes. I was like, oh, my God. My phone is going on silent. Anyway, <laughs> but – um. But uh, I didn't know, like, who was going to be able to step up for us. And Tobias, he stepped up. So I can't even – I think he had, like, about six straight. I think he had 14 in the second half. I think he started off the game with four. I got, I got to double check, but I think he had 13 or 14 in the second half alone. Um, Kind of bought us back into the game, gave us some momentum. Um, He was huge, he was huge man. So shout out to Tobias. He has my respect. Uh, The thing with Tobias is I know he's going to end up well, like we know from from past from past um, past instances, he's probably not going to show up like we want in the playoffs. But this is why you go out and you get another piece. Hopefully, you can keep Tobias because so when Tobias does end up flaming out in the playoffs, it doesn't matter because we have a whole other piece that we can go to. So Tobias will end up will end up being the fourth option. So now, if Joel doesn't play up to his standards or Maxi is getting kind of locked down, like we've seen in the, the Celtics series, but he he doesn't get locked down, but you know what I'm saying? Um, we don't have to like, okay, now Tobias, we have to save us. We can go to a DeJounte Murray, uh, Zach Levine. Uh, Pascal is probably going to get traded to the Pacers by now, but just someone of that ilk. So we're like, okay, we just need somebody to settle the storm real fast so Joel can get his head out of his ass or Maxi can figure it out when these playoffs come around. So, uh, But him showing that, that, that progression right now is huge. If Tobias can give you that type of production in the playoffs, the Sixers are a championship team. And I don't think I don't think that's insane to say. Um, 
it might be crazy to say just because like we know his past, but if like this is the year and it's special and Tobias is consistent and he can give you that type of production in the playoffs, Sixers are a championship team, and then you can look at making moves around the edges so far as like a Tyus Jones or like a backup point guard. Speaking of backup point guard, another person that played a huge role last night has been playing a huge role all season. Pat Bev off the bench. Amazing, bro. He he doesn't he doesn't really affect the game with his scoring, but when he does score, it's electric and it like it it, it energizes the team. Like I said last pod, he gives you the energy that Maxi doesn't give you when Maxi is tired. Um and it's really infectious upon the whole team. So when like he gets in and he's fighting over screens and he's diving for loose balls or he's hitting the open three, going to the paint, hitting that little floater that he's been hitting this season, it energizes the team like, okay, Pat's here. And then you know Pat Pat Bev's gonna show up every single game. So it's like it makes the team say, Okay, we gotta wake up a little bit. Cause even though the team has been good and they've been going they've been going along, they'll have times where they're good in their last season sixers low, and they're like, All right, we don't know how to get the shot right now. And a Pat Bev is the one who comes in and is like, all right, I got it. So that's dope. And um, let me see. Let me see Pat. So Pat had eight last night. I remember he came in. He hit the floater. He had a clutch three and uh, open three in the corner. Um, it was really good to see. He shot three for seven last night. It was a time where he shot this insane hook shot for no reason in the fourth. But like, I wasn't mad. Um, he's, get, he's getting guys in position. Uh, in position to score again, only had two assists, had two steals. Uh, he locked down. He, mm, let me look at Jamal Murray's stat line. He, he, yeah, so he pretty much uh, he didn't shut down Jamal Murray, but he made it really tough for him all night. And I think the the Nick Nurse go get him defense, um, is a tribute to that because like it lets us be ferocious on defense, lets us uh, attack the ball well, lets us defend at the point of attack. Uh, everybody's rotating well this season. Um, and that's that's a you know a testament to Pat Bev and Joel Embiid and everybody buying in and actually wanting to play defense because as you can see last night it was really difficult for the Nuggets to get shots. Uh, in the first half they were getting like any three they wanted, and then second half they said okay we pretty much locked them down. Um, every every shot they had was difficult. Like even I said the the Jokic turnaround floaters and the the jumpers. I'm like these are tough shots, so I expect him to miss. But two time MVP for a reason, man. Like I said, my Jokic hate. Is gone. Like I really appreciate uh, what he brings um, to the game. Um, so back to Pat Bev. There was there and there was a there was a moment last night where he forced Jamal Murray into like a really difficult step back. Had had his hand in his face. Really difficult step back. Hits the hits back room. We get the rebound, and Maxi is just he just holds the ball and waits for everybody to get down court. But you see Pat Bev getting hype over in the corner. Like he's over in the corner getting hype. Like getting himself hype. Cause like that was a, it was a good defensive play, um, and that's what you need on this team, man. Um, that type of leadership and that type of okay, like like ferocity is what we need. Like we we got a little bit of it in PJ Tucker last season, but PJ Tucker doesn't really give you anything else. But I guess being annoying on defense, Pat Bev gives you. He's the he's a leader. Um, he's he's a ferocious defender. Uh, he's giving you stuff on offense this season. So shout out to Pat Bev, man. Um, he also what else what else that I want to give Pat Bev respect for. Um, I forget. I forget what I'm going to... Yeah, but yeah, man. Respect. Respect Pat Bev. Pat Bev. Um, also, another note to leadership. There was another point in the game last night where the Sixers, after the Joel Embiid three over Jokic, where it's essentially sealed the game where it put us up eight, but it was 453 left. Um, you can see, like, 
the game was pretty much over, but I'm, I looked at my I looked at my bro. I said, Dave, like we just need like a two minute stretch where we need like two two three stops for it to really be over. Um, and we got the stops, but then we couldn't score on offense. And then at one point, we inbounded the ball, and Nikola Nikola, but I mean, look, I was about to say Nikola Jokic, but Batum told everybody to stop where they was going. Like we didn't run on the fast break. He told everybody to stop, and he told everybody where to go. And said he told everybody to calm down. Like it's on the court, middle of the game. He's telling everybody to calm down because we went on like a stretch where we couldn't score like three straight times. Um, and it was like we got we ended up going down court and getting a good shot out of it. And I'm like, that's the leadership we have always needed on this team, especially for Joel, because you we all know at times Joel will he'll get in his head and he'll he'll say, All right, I'll just go one on one and whatever happens, happens, which he tried to do a little bit last night, and then it's like we have the players that will settle him down now to where he trusts them in their leadership and he can go to them and be like, okay, all right, maybe I am wilding a little bit. I'm bugging out. Let me get back into the flow of the offense. And you can see that. So that's what I really appreciate about this team right now. Um, like I said, at the trade deadline, there's not a lot of guys I, I would I would like to see go. I just want to, you know, use those picks to make additions. Um, so like, like I even said, I mean, I don't want to see – I'm not trading Tobias for a lot of people. I would trade Tobias for maybe Pascal Siakam or Zach Levine. But other than that, you have the assets to bring in another player that'll complement this team without having to give anything up because I like our depth. Um, I like our tenacity. I like our leadership. I like the locker room. Everybody's vibing at a point right now, especially after the Eagles pissed us off. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, it's completely opposite. It's completely opposite of the Eagles, which we haven't said that. In a while, man. So, man, I'm I'm like it. This this is the most fun the uh, Sixers team has felt in years. Probably probably since the Ben Simmons when we went on that. I think we had like a 14-0 um, winning streak to to end the season out when Embiid was hurt. Uh, was the was that the Mark Hell years? I want to say so. Yeah, but um, but yeah, man. Let me hold on. You know, sorry for that. For, sorry for y'all watching on YouTube. Just trying to make sure. Cause you know the, the sun, man. Sun be all on me. See if I can turn it a little bit. But yeah, man. Um, I really like the Sixers team, man. Um, and last night was everything. You you beat the defending champs. Um, on the second night of a back to back, which is really impressive. Um, I like it. I like it. I like them a lot. Um, what I say? Shot sixty percent. Uh, that was the that was the the Sixers have been really bad. Um. This season, trailing uh, when they when they trail out of the third quarter, that was only their second win this season when they trailed out of the third quarter. Um, they are two and ten this season when uh, trailing the third quarter. So that was really good to see them kind of fight and come back, even though it was only like a five six point lead uh, for the Nuggets. Also, I wanted to touch on this. So I brought up the the Embiid. He had forty one. I think he had forty seven the other night. Um, he's also let me go check what he's had in his past, like, 13 games. It, it was some insane stat that he had, like, his last 13 games. Um, And I just wanted to read it off. Where is Darian Twitter at? Darian, there we go. See if he, all right. Uh, Let me see. All right. Joel Embiid in his last 13 games is averaging 38.8 points per game, 11.9 rebounds, 5.4 assists, two blocks, on 58, 42, 89% um, shooting splits. He's the back-to-back MVP, bro. And it's not it's not debatable, like I said. And then you have people, but, but what I wanted to, to 
to touch on is people on Twitter saying, oh, he can't do this in May. That's all we're waiting for. What the fuck? Bro, you, people, y'all really don't be basketball fans, bro, because even I'm a Sixers fan. I'm worried about him in May, but that doesn't mean I can't appreciate what he's doing right now because I like to watch good basketball. Just like I said before the game, like if jo- if Joel sat out, he would have been a coward because he would have came back versus the Rocks and then sat out versus the Nuggets. I just want to see good basketball, and I'm a basketball fan, so I can appreciate what he's doing right now while also noticing that he has to do this in May. And you're not a true basketball fan if that's not something you can do. If you can't appreciate the sport and enjoy the sport in the moment, this is this is not the sport for you. Everything is not a narrative. Everything is not a troll. You don't have to be that way. You can like other players even though they have playoff failures, bro. It's okay. Tatum and the Celtics haven't won a championship, and they've been a championship team for multiple years now. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to – I'm going to stop watching the Celtics. KD has had these super teams for the past – three four years bro and they have not been able to figure it out but that means i'm not gonna watch the suns the nets that means i'm not gonna watch that doesn't mean i'm not gonna watch them during the season that makes no fucking sense so we have to get out of this mind frame of like oh only rings matter only the playoffs matter no no that's not what basketball is and not what sports is you need to appreciate what's happening in the moment so you can appreciate when it does finally happen in the playoffs, when these players finally break or reach or get over that hump, you can appreciate it so much more because you're like, I sat and I watched this and I watched his growth. I watched him be able to do this. Just like when Jokic sucked in the playoffs the past two to three years. Y'all, now, and now he suddenly became, no, wait, no, he was the MVP. Yeah, Jokic, when Jokic sucked, the past two, three years in the playoffs versus Draymond versus um, versus another team. Did y'all just y'all just didn't watch Jokic no more after that? It only the only thing that mattered was the playoffs. Now, like we just don't care about regular season. That makes no sense, bro. And I'm I'm tired of seeing it on Twitter because like us Sixers fans know what Joel has to do in May, but what he has to do in May should not should not be the end-all, be-all, and validating how great of a player he is right now or in the regular season because that, that that shouldn't diminish what he's doing now because he's on a historic run. He's going to be the back-to-back MVP as long as he doesn't hit the, the, the game's played threshold. And it's just it's, it's nothing that should de- – the, like the playoffs and everything shouldn't diminish what he's doing right now. And then once he does – once he does – once he does <laughs> – ah, I couldn't talk. Once he does – get over the hump and he gets past the second round is I'm telling y'all right now, it's going to be a steamroll because at once he gets past that mental block, the second round, he's not going to be able to be stopped for as long as he's in his prime. And I'm letting y'all know that right now it's going to look very Shaq esque and y'all going to be upset that y'all was over here talking about, he has to do this in May because you didn't appreciate what he was doing in January, December, February. So like I just wanted to I just wanted to talk about that. Um but yeah man, Sixers Nuggets breakdown. It was a really good game last night. I was at the game so I didn't hear Stan Van Gundy and the bullshit that apparently he was saying. Um Yeah man, even him him hating on Embiid. Well I did hear some comments like him hating on Embiid saying we ran Brett and Ben Simmons out of town, ran Doc Rivers out like not not listening to people who are who don't pay attention to anything. 
Um, but yeah, man. Um, really, I had to make sure it didn't stop. But um, really good game last night. Proud of the Sixers. Um, I'm excited for the moves that um that they're potentially going to make. Um, looking for a Dejounte Murray or Zach Levine. I keep seeing this report that they have like mild interest in people, but like they're still waiting for the free agency and the salary cap, which again makes no sense because Philly has never been a basketball like a free agent basketball destination. Um, you can also use that money now, and this team is good enough now to where you add if you add that piece, they can be a championship contender. They can be up there with Boston. They can be up there with Milwaukee. Um, they can they can beat Denver in a series. You once you add that final piece, they can do it. So, um, hopefully they add a piece in the season. I think the trade deadline comes up in a couple of weeks. Um, so I'm excited for that. But yeah, man. Uh, again. Wanted to ask y'all. Well, if you if you if you are listening to this, let me know. Do y'all want like game by game? I guess we'll, we'll see how it goes. But if y'all want like game by game, like breakdowns and reviews, or like me just coming on weekly, uh, I guess it'll, it'll depend on how the season goes, how the how the like button gets. You know, like I said, a reminder: hit that like button, hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and um, hit those five stars down if you're watching on the podcast channel. Um, I appreciate everybody for, for tuning in regardless. So um, we also, I do not have, so I just wanted to, I don't, I don't have my own YouTube channel for the show. We are, I'm with 14th and market podcast network. So make sure. So when you hit the link in that solo in my bio, you go to YouTube, it'll take you to 14th and market um, YouTube. That's where the shows will be hosted uh, live as well. So um, yeah, man. Most likely, I'm I'm going to start going live on YouTube, as, and I still want to I want to do playback TV and like watch the games with everybody, um, as well. So, uh, we will see uh, how that goes. But yeah, man, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Off clip episode two. I was excited to do this one, especially after the the Joel and B Jokic matchup. Um, and we will be back for episode three. Who do we play? Who the Sixers play next? Let me see. Let me see. By the way, this NBA the NBA app sucks. Like, it's so difficult to... I forgot. I keep forgetting Jai's out for the rest of the season. That sucks. Are we, yo, do we got, like, four days? Oh, we play... Oh, we play the Magic Friday. Cool. Oh, and then we play the Nuggets in two weeks. We Like, we play them again in two weeks. So, um, guaranteeing y'all now, Joel is not playing in Denver. I, I, can, I can feel it. He got his... He, he like, all right, I done cooked him twice. Y'all don't need to see no more. He gonna, like, take a rest or something. Um, hopefully not, because games play threshold I keep forgetting about. But um, but yeah, man, off the clip show episode two. Appreciate everybody who tuned in, who watched. Let me know what you think in the comments. Um, I have oh, also this. So for everybody watching this, what will be on if you're watching live on YouTube, I'm going to have segments like it's going to be edited. There's going to be music and everything. Once I get those ass, I'm still waiting on those assets to be edited and everything. So don't worry about it. I know it's kind of boring and like we jump right into it all the time. I mean, well, the past two episodes, but trust me, everything will be, there's going to be like, it's going to be like a show format. Um, so for everybody watching on YouTube, but, um, but yeah, man, I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Uh, I'm out and until next game.